0: Welcome to Hebrews 11, day four, verses 23 to 29. Today, the stories of faith just keep coming at us Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, and now Moses. Today, we're going to look at how Moses can teach you and I to live a life of faith. In these verses 23 to 29, you see four great questions that every man, every woman of faith has to ask if we're going to live a life of faith. They're the life questions. I've always loved the way that Pastor Rick Warren looks at these four questions, the identity question, the integrity question, the priority question, and then the tenacity question. Those are issues of life that you have to settle. And when you settle those issues of life, you're in a position to live a life of faith that you never thought possible. And Moses teaches us how to do that. First question is the identity question. Verse 23 and 24 say, "'By faith, Moses' parents hid him "'for three months after he was born. Because they saw he was no ordinary child, and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Every one of us, if we want to live a life of faith, you have to first ask the question, who am I? This was essential for Moses because he had this identity crisis very early on. He was born Jewish, and yet he was raised Egyptian in Pharaoh's palace. And so as he grew up, he had to decide, who am I? Really, who am I? This was going to have a major consequence in his life. It would affect the rest of his life. Here was his choice. He could pretend that he was Pharaoh's grandson, and if he accepted that, he'd have fame, he'd have fortune, he'd have this luxurious lifestyle, he'd have this great career. On the other hand, on the other hand he could admit his Jewish roots, and if he did, he'd be disgraced, he'd be humiliated, he'd be thrown out of the palace, he'd be forced into slave labor. Now, if you were confronted for those two choices, which choice would you make? Moses When he came to this crisis moment in his life, he didn't hesitate. He made the choice to admit who he was, to confirm the identity that God had given him. He refused to live a lie. He made the decision that affected the rest of his life. By faith, Moses refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. The word refuse there in Greek, it means to reject. It means to disown, no turning back. He slammed the door on living the way the world told him to live. In order to live your identity, you have to reject the identity that other people around you want you to take up. You have to live the identity that God has given you to live. That's how you live a life of faith. A lot of people struggle with living a life of faith because they're trying to live somebody else's life of faith. Many people struggle with living a life of faith because they're so caught up in the values of the world around them that in the impressing people at work or impressing people that are friends, that a life of faith is not possible. Yeah, you, know, you got to know who you are got to know who you are. In Christ, in Christ, you are a Christian. You are a follower of Jesus. That's who you are. That's your identity. Your identity now is in Christ. Second question you have to answer to live a life of faith is the responsibility question. That question is, what will I do with my life? Verse 26, he chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short time. So in verse 24, we have Moses refusing, and in verse 25, 26, we have him choosing. You see the difference? First, there's the negative, and then there's the positive. God always backs up a negative with a positive. The Christian life isn't just a matter of don'ts. I'm not going to do this or this or this. It's a matter of I'm choosing to do this. He refuses, but then he chooses. That's living a life of faith. What are you going to do with your life? God has chosen you for ministry. John 15, Jesus says, you've not chosen me. I have chosen you that you should go and bear fruit. God chose you from the foundation of the world. He chose you to be saved. He chose you to serve. He chose you to be loved. But you, you and I, you must make the choice to first choose God's will for your life, to listen to his call to salvation, and then to live out that will and what he's given you to do. What am I gonna do with my life? Verse 24 says, when he had grown up, Moses made this decision. At some point in all of our lives, we have to grow up. Sometimes it's at 20, sometimes it's a 30, sometimes it's at 60, sometimes it's at 12. One of the marks of maturity is when you begin to accept responsibility for your own spiritual life, when you begin to grow in your own spiritual life. Moses could be trained by his parents as a baby, but there came a day when he had to be responsible for his own spiritual life. One of the marks of maturity is when you begin to realize God has put you into this world to bear fruit, Not just to eat fruit that other people have borne, but to bear fruit, to do something that makes a difference in this world. What am I gonna do with my life? That's a question of faith. The third issue you and I have to face is the priority question. And that question is, what's really most important? If you're gonna live a life of faith, you gotta have a value system. We talked about that the first day. You gotta have a different kind of values, just like Abel did. You have to clarify your values, your morals, your ethics, your priority. That's what Moses did in this moment of crisis in his life. He decided what was most important. In verse 26, he regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to the reward. Now, look at these words, regarded. That means you make a moral choice. You make a value judgment and greater value. He considered, he regarded something of greater value than something else. To regard, it means to evaluate. He did this evaluation. He weighed things in the balance. He judged the value of the things he was looking at in life. This isn't something he did quickly. It's not a snap judgment we're talking about here. You're really thinking it through. You're seriously considering life. What's the direction of my life? What are gonna be my values? What's the priorities of my life? If you were asked by somebody, what are the values you're living your life on? Could you name them? Moses rejected the world's values and he lived by God's values. Now, what's God's value system? You can see it in Moses' choice. The system is God's purpose is more valuable than popularity. As Pharaoh's grandson, he's heir to the throne. He's got this position of popularity, but he didn't choose that. Don't ever sell out your life for popularity because popularity doesn't last. In God's value system, People are more valuable than pleasures. Moses could have had all the pleasures in the world. He could have lived on easy street. He had a royal lifestyle. Any whim he wanted would be satisfied immediately. But in order to do right, he had to choose discomfort over pleasure. And he did that. He did that for the sake of people. Along with God's people, he did this. The Bible says in verse 25, to be mistreated. He did it for the sake of people. People enabled him to say, I will reject the pleasures of this world because I'd rather love people. What's God's value system? It's also that God's promise is more valuable than our possessions. Moses gave up the very things that most of the people in this world spend all their life trying to get. What motivated him to do this? Verse 26 says he was looking ahead, he was looking forward to his reward. He was able to get his values right because he had the right perspective. Your values are determined by your perspective. Your values are determined by your vision. And Moses was a man of perspective, of vision. He looked forward, just like Abraham did. We looked at yesterday. He looked forward through this life to the eternal of what God was doing. And because of that, he was able to value God's promise above the possessions of this life. Now, there's a fourth question in Moses' life that you and I need to answer if we're gonna live by faith. And that is what I would call the tenacity question. Verses 27 to 29. By faith, he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. But when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. The tenacity question is, will I endure? will I endure? You see, we're coming against the same themes again and again as we go through these lessons of faith. Will I not just go into the land, but live in the land in the life of Abraham? And for Moses, will I not just have that first step of faith, but will I endure as we walk out of this land? He persevered, the Bible says, I love this phrase, because he saw him who is invisible. He didn't take his eyes off the goal because he didn't take his eyes off of God. That's why God used him. So he left Egypt. So he kept the Passover. So he passed through the Red Sea. But for all of these things, there was some waiting involved. There was some waiting on God involved. And one of the questions behind tenacity is, how long can I wait? How long can I wait to see the fulfillment of a vision that God has given for my life, for my family, my ministry? You see, you and I have to constantly keep the Lord and his will before us because the secret of success is persistence. Faith success equals persistence. The secret of persistence is faith vision. Keeping your eyes off the problem and on the one who is invisible. Only those who see the invisible can do the impossible. Only those who see the invisible God can do the impossible things that he asks us to do. Moses refused to give up no matter what happened. That's why God used him. God uses people who don't give up, and people who don't give up are people who are looking at the one who's invisible. If you had to summarize summarize Moses' ministry in one word, it would be the word endurance. Some of us, when it comes to faith, living this life of faith we've talked about in these four questions, some of us get stuck in our own little world. How do you break out to live this great life of faith that God wants you to live? You realize that God is bigger. God is bigger. You keep your eyes on the one who's invisible. Some of us are stuck in our big world. Lives filled with success and energy and fulfillment and busyness. How do you get stuck there? You get stuck there because it's not big enough. There's more to life than the 70, 80, 90 years that you spent on this planet. There's more to life than you. Wouldn't it be a tragedy to end this life and realize you'd become so stuck on the short term, you totally missed preparing for the long term, investing in the long term? Moses was a man who knew how to endure. He knew about both, getting stuck in a little world and a big world. He was stuck for 40 years living in a big world as a prince of Egypt. And then if you know his story, the next 40 years of his life, he was out in the desert, fearing God's plan for his life, stuck in a little world as a shepherd in the desert. D.L. Moody's famous line, Moses spent 40 years thinking he was somebody. Then he spent 40 years on the backside of a desert, realizing he was a nobody, Finally, he spent the last 40 years of his life learning what God can do with a nobody. You see, he looked at the one that no one can see. He looked ahead to the reward. And because of that, he was able to answer these four questions in a way that enabled God to use him in an amazing way. Let's pray together. Father, help me to learn. Just pray this with me, would you? Just, Lord, help me to learn just a measure, a thimbleful of faith from this man, Moses. Instead of being discouraged by the faith I don't have, help me to be encouraged by the fact that Moses is a human being just like I am. With struggles and difficulties, yet he was able to step into faith because of your word. Thank you for your word in my life. Help me to live a life of faith today. Let his life, Moses' life, be an encouragement to my faith today. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Tomorrow, we're going to see that where faith gets you is not where faith will take you.